Welcome back to The Woman Podcast. Grab a drink and kick back or get ready to tune us out because we're diving into today's episode. My name is Lisa and I'm with my friends Kristen and Christy. Okay, microphones on and take one. Arden, hey everyone. This is the first of segment that will be airing every couple of weeks where we unwind with some wine or other alcohol and we talk about something we can ramble about for 20 or so minutes. A little bit deeper this time. <laughs> What's on everyone's menu today? I'm drinking some Carbonet. She means uh, Chardonnay. About- <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Carbonet. Cabernet? <laughs> it's Carbonet. Oh my god. <laughs> Some red wine to help mellow me out and go to bed tonight, ladies. Sleep is going to hit different. <laughs> For real. Uh, I'm drinking some white wine, some barefoot Moscato. And I'm not even drinking wine. I'm drinking vodka with ginger beer. Whoa. <laughs> she's, she's going off. It's That's a Wednesday we had, night. Hey, guys. <laughs> so let's start with talking about our birthplaces and our motherlands and how we grew up. So, Kristen, where were you born and what was your childhood like? Well, I was born in Toronto and I've been here my whole life. And I went to the same elementary school, high school, within the same community. So I haven't really experienced that much until I went into university. (laughs) And originally, I'm from Vietnam, but I was born in Canada, of course. And I've been to the motherland once when I was around eight years old. And obviously, in the future, I want to go back to experience the food and culture. In the last episode, we mentioned how many cousins you had. So do you want to quickly describe your family for us oh yeah so from my mom's side all my cousins are living in Canada actually so nobody's living in Vietnam so there's that most of us live in Toronto within the GTA and the rest are in British Columbia in Sydney if you know shout out Sydney how many how many how many siblings does she have how many cousins do you have oh she's an only child and she's raising a family in British Columbia and my uncle still I'm talking about your mom, but... <laughs> oh, my mom has nine <laughs> siblings. <laughs> she has nine siblings, and she's the youngest child of ten children. That's crazy. How many siblings do you have, Kristen? Just one. What about you guys? Only Zero. child. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about Lisa? Tom? Uh, pretty similar to Kristen. I mean, I was born in Ottawa, and that's where I grew up. And I moved around Ottawa a bit when I was younger, but I've been in the same neighborhood since grade one. And yeah, similar to her, I haven't left the nest until university. (laughs) My family's originally from China. Uh, I've visited uh, four or five times since. And you have one Bielga. <laughs> and I have, yeah, I have one cousin, my Bielga. Uh, we are not very close because <laughs> he, I've met him at the number of times I've been to China. So four or five times. So I 
was born in Hong Kong. In that, you know, Jordan though, you know what I mean, ladies. If you know, you know. <laughs> and it was kind of like um, wild. We live in this really old apartment because all Hong Kong apartments are old. Is and it like I the remember- shows? The TV yeah, shows? Yeah, it's like old. And like, I remember I grew up with a lot of rat infestations. Whenever there was an earthquake, all the rats would come out of the hole. Wait, not gonna lie, Vietnam was the same. Like, there's bugs, like, just chilling everywhere, but it'd be like that. And rats, when I'm, like, sleeping at night, they just walk around, you know? Yeah. Uh, I lived with my dad's aunt and her husband, and so they took care of me throughout elementary school and kindergarten. And then we attempted to move to Canada when I was three, and then we went back to Hong Kong because... My mom was like, there's no income here. And then I spent three, four years in elementary school and then went back to Canada, then moved around a bunch. But my childhood was fun, honestly. That's fun, honestly, because honestly, I would say mine childhood was pretty boring. I remember in Hong Kong, you have to take these exams to get selected into certain elementary schools. And so, like, you would take them, and then you'd go to this one, like, event where you would line up with a bunch of different kids and their parents to go see what elementary school you were assigned to. So, like, depending on your, like, altitude. Is that what it's altitude? It's Um, it's aptitude. Yeah. (laughs) I think altitude is, like, geography. Hello. I thought thought you took a geography course. Depending depending on your altitude. Um, I'm ESL, ladies. Anyways, depending on how smart you were, you were either put in a really far away elementary school, which wasn't that good, or a really good one closer to where you lived. And, um... The Asian school system was really rough, ladies. I remember crying because I had, like, a huge pile of homework just from first grade. And then coming here, you learned what the ABCs in second grade. (laughs) So, any memories with your childhood friends? Specifically? I mean, I remember it, but I don't know about a specific memory. Head empty. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) trying to think I had so many friends <laughs> so many friends had so many friends <laughs> um, any childhood crushes <laughs> for when you were like a baby <laughs> I mean I know I remember my first crush I remember everyone liked him Everyone like saying his mine everybody liked him. yeah don't know where he is now I mean I feel like I haven't even seen him since elementary school what great guys I just said it was grade three. I was grade four. Um, I think I, I, I think I only started to have a crush on him because I woke up from a dream and the dream was about him. And I've never even knew his no name way. before the dream. And I woke up and suddenly, like, it was like an out-of-body experience. I was like, I suddenly <laughs> like him. The stars are <laughs> aligning. My dreams, let's turn them into reality. <laughs> and so I liked him for what, like, four or five years? Whoa, honestly, my Yeah, I don't think any of my like childhood crushes went on for more than like like two months. Whoa, okay, yeah, but I, when we're that young, like we don't really like process it, like we get over it. If we spend more time with someone else, I feel like you know, 
It's not even just that. I mean, I feel like it's a crush, you know? It's, like, pretty brief. And then, like, yeah. you end up playing with, like, like tag with them at recess. And then it just kind of fades into the background because you're just chill. Okay, yeah, mine was yeah. a little more serious because um, we had a lot of instances, you know? It was a real love story. Taylor Get sort of here. wrote love story about <laughs> us. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, that's us. I'm sure you cried in your bedroom to love story while thinking about him for like four years. Why didn't why why didn't he come on the white horse? <laughs> what about you, Kristen? Any crushes? Yeah, in grade three too, but I think because I think he like moved schools, I think. Cause like after, between grade three and grade four, that's when like French immersion starts at like other schools, I think. So You were French immersion? No, no, no. But like that's when like people decide to switch schools if they were. I wish to I was French immersion in the new. School. I used to be French immersion, but I forgot everything after I switched out in like grade ten. But you can still speak very well. That's how do you, you say? Can't speak. How do you say Carbonet Savanon? Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, I cannot speak French. I went to Paris last summer, and um, the locals, when they heard my French, they replied to me in English, so <laughs> I, I don't think I'm considered fluent anymore. I'm going to put that on the resume, though. Yeah, you know, yeah. I still have my Delph B2 on the resume. What about IB degree? <laughs> Diploma? I don't know if high school is still on there. So... Sort of related to our Asian Canadian podcast, what has, like, how has your childhood sort of influenced, like, your identity as an Asian Canadian woman? Like, do you identify more towards your Western side or your Eastern side? I think I definitely identify more to the Western side. Um, just like growing up in a completely Western culture, I guess I kind of rejected, like, Asian culture. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely remember asking for Lunchables to school. <laughs> and <laughs> same, same, same. Yeah, and I just, like, completely ignored the existence of, like, Asian art, Asian music growing up. Um, haven't fallen down that route since then. I've been getting back into sea songs in the past few years and more sea dramas, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I experienced a lot more like conflict just because I like grew up also in Hong Kong. And then I switched into growing up in a very predominantly white community. I remember, I still remember this because I think it was actually kind of traumatic. Like this white kid in lunch in elementary school in like fourth or fifth grade, he was like, your lunch smells and after that <laughs> I like rejected every lunch I got from my mom yo that was actually traumatic and looking back that was so like what was this kid saying <laughs> <laughs> kids have no filters yeah honestly I think the same in elementary school I honestly sometimes had some smelly lunches but you know we close that up eat and then we close up the container real quick so yeah eat it and go <laughs> Hmm. But I, I definitely say... grew up with I mean Chris and I both grew up with like canto dramas yeah like I used to watch background. them yeah in the background but recently honestly same with Lisa like growing up more westernized I think because of the small community I'm from honestly I think I was like the only Asian in my class 
most of the time. And Thank honestly, you. they always like stereotype thinking that I'm like, you know, the best at smart. smart. I'm the smartest. <laughs> but in reality, like, I don't know. I, just, I guess I like studied hard, but like I wasn't even the best. It's just because no one else like, I don't know, tried or like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then as I like grew up like into high school, and I think more as I grew up into university, started, you know, connecting more with my culture. And same with Elisa, started listening to more, you know, Asian music, Asian dramas, watching more Asian dramas. And yeah. Mm, I feel like I grew up with a lot of Asian dramas. I remember watching a lot of historical dramas. And like, that was my, that was my shit. <laughs> I watched so many historical dramas and then I think it just sort of faded for me. Now I'm like, I guess it's like the trend to watch K-dramas. But other than that, I don't really watch Asian stuff anymore just because you kind of grow out of it. Like the plot yeah. <laughs> is very, yeah. <laughs> As we grow older, we see that it's like not the best, the highest production in like TVB, which is like Hong Kong dramas. Or it's like really toxic relationship dynamic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like that's like... Like, the toxic relationship dynamic thing is across, like, every single drama. It's, like, somehow it translates through all the cultures, you know? Like, but that, along with the bad acting, is a little bit unbearable. Yeah, it's not a good mix. <laughs> yeah, I guess I've never seen a TVB drama. I but think, the OSTs like, are always good. Shout out Eric Chow, Nihao Buhal. Wait, that wasn't TVB. But I always thought it was it TVB, but... It it was actually shout a Taiwan out, shout one. Shout out to Raymond. <laughs> Raymond Lam, I would like to say you make amazing music. Thank you for your 2020 comeback. <laughs> he came, oh, right, he did come. He came back after starting a family, but yeah. But a king. He did that. He did that. Okay, so what's like generally uh, a fun childhood memory that you like? Something you look back on your childhood and you like smile about so much my childhood was great (laughs) honestly I'm blanking right now how about you share your great childhood yeah share all of your just kidding the highlights your favorite okay something that comes in mind is when I was still in Toronto for I think second grade there was like a canteen where you literally it's so like bootleg but you like open the window and then you just sell stuff you <laughs> to kids in the playground and so we sold like ice cream sandwiches and granola bars and apples just out a window <laughs> wait in toronto yeah in elementary school okay we used to have like hot dog lunches and stuff just you guys open wait, a window. we did the ice cream sale but we did like freezies and like yogurt yeah. pops and we did, yeah, it we from did a that table. in the summer no yeah. we, did we did it through for, a window like, we did, those we did for it from a table days. like i think that's pretty bootleg too <laughs> that was actually a highlight because I think I just really liked selling stuff I guess or, or I don't know I think I just like the window part too <laughs> just like opening it, it felt official back in the day wow uh, maybe you should have like done some summers from a drive-thru window or something I feel like that would have like sparked joy with oh, you oh we did we did a up. car wash in high school though but that Raise was money. 30. yeah 
I kind of miss those Girl Scout cookies. Like, I don't know any Girl Scouts anymore, but my I remember was not white enough. <laughs> oh. we, always, we always had that one girl that would be selling them, actually. So Yeah, but then, like, everyone outgrows Girl Scouts, and now, like, yeah. I don't know where to go for my Thin Mints. <laughs> yeah. Aren't they just, like, normal supermarket? Yeah, but it's the thin idea. Thin Mints like, raising Wait, money. Wait, supermarket sells Thin Mints? Yeah, they sell, like, those mint- But it's not that brand, though. It's not the same. <laughs> it's the experience. Like, come so, on. I feel like you like mint, Kristen. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh, another memory that comes to mind was also in Toronto. I got selected with my friend to do... We were lead singers for this <laughs> Korean festival in Toronto because we were selected by our, a music teacher. So we led the whole group. It was like these two Kanto girls singing Korean songs. What kind of, of with a bunch of white kids in the bag? <laughs> I, and they're we not our singing, left Koreans. <laughs> yeah, and we went to this Korean festival in like Hanbok, and like oh my god, we were like singing like what was it? I still remember. It was like Adidan, and we're just singing to these like old, <laughs> old ladies and old what uncles that that's another memory and we were rehearsed too not a single korean in sight but you're at a korean <laughs> festival not a single student was korean except for <laughs> the, the music teacher was korean so i think she wanted to that was the biggest thing i thought i was gonna become famous <laughs> <laughs> a star on the rise honestly, yeah i was a child star honestly one of my childhood memories was i guess going to abacus school oh she weekend. met the love of her life there all right all right if you're still out there crush. if you're still out there for you. yeah but honestly <laughs> i only liked Star. it maybe because i got happy meal like almost every weekend and i started a happy meal collection of happy meal toys and now i pass it down to my cousins and it's really cute because you know small memories <laughs> i guess like two childhood memories I like they're kind of just like I thought of them after you said your story so I guess the first one would be like my elementary school talent show I think it was like grade six when two of my friends and I we did a dance for it and um I didn't like I don't care for dancing that much personally but it was really fun rehearsing with my friends we like we would hang out like once or twice a week after school and we make like that nest click chocolate syrup chocolate milk (laughs) and like Nutella toast and then we would rehearse in her basement it's the little things yeah and then that's like the first time I think I actually had a reason to wear makeup which was like fun playing around with and then yeah we performed and we didn't mess up I think I don't remember messing up I did a talent show too but instead of it being a talent show it was literally in music class and I okay I think I watched like this Chinese video of them doing ribbon dancing. And so in my yes. mind, it was the same as attaching a stick with a string. Oh and God. so it was just three girls singing, twirling the string. <laughs> this was in like, like sixth grade. And then our music teacher was like, guys, okay, um, these three girls work so hard during their recess to come here and rehearse. This is a smash hit. I can just see it as like a mess, not gonna lie. <laughs> was it even choreographed or not? It was just like like me in the center and then the two girls and all three of freestyle. us were just So it's just freestyle. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like we sang oh, oh oh we sang uh big girls don't cry. Oh no. <laughs> 
I think like another childhood memory I like was doing rhythmic gymnastics. So I think I did it from like grade two to grade like four and it would be like weekly rehearsals. And at that level, like we were not good, but you know, like we would get to play with like these like really like bouncy balls. You could like toss them in the air or, you know, the ribbons, like we got to play with the ribbons too and like wave them around, but <laughs> a little bit Christy. more choreographed. Yeah, hey, hey, I'm coming hey. for you, Christy. Hey. Yeah, like I did have to stop going after grade four, but it was really fun. You sustained an injury that you can no longer try out for the Olympics. <laughs> oh, that does sound a little familiar to <laughs> drama I recently rewatched. Uh, no, it was uh, like my rehearsal time interfered with my parents' work schedule, so unfortunately I could not go anymore. Okay, wait. So what would be one of your earliest childhood memories? so many i have such good memories we get guys. it your childhood was lit yeah, yeah my childhood was actually how about lit. you share some of that yeah come on um uh, my earliest memory was like earliest earliest so many <laughs> i remember when the game boy came out i we went to toys r us i still remember i think it was like what when did it come out like the, you know what I'm talking about? The really boxy game board. I'm gonna look this up. Um, we got game it when board? it came out. Game Boy. I never had a Game Boy. My first gaming device DS. was DS. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Release Mama. year. Okay, not 1989. I was a girl. <laughs> okay, well, girl. while she's searching it, um, I know one of my earliest childhood memory. I don't know why I remember this so distinctly, but I went to this like experimental farm with my grandma who was living with us at the time and my dad, and then we were looking at cows, and then I saw a cow pee. And then <laughs> I just distinctly remember my dad and my grandma arguing. They're like, one of them was like, I didn't know that's where a cow pees from. And then like oh. the other one was like, well, where else would a cow pee from? I think, like, the first one was, like, assuming that cows pee from their udders or something. <laughs> or something like that. And, like, I don't know why, but that's just, like, my earliest childhood memory. Wait, what, what memory? Were you? Uh, I don't know, but my grandma left, like, she stopped living with us when we were, like, when I was, like, three, I think. Like, so, somewhere along those years. I found the date lady. The, the Game, Game Boy, Boy year. I'm talking about the Game Boy Advance SP. You can still sponsor us, Nintendo. Um, <laughs> came out February 14, and so we went sometime oh, you were around young, then. Young. I was what young. That's heck? before I even turned three. We and went you're to already Toys a R gamer. <laughs> yeah, and we stood in line. There was only pink, but I really wanted blue. But we ended up getting pink. And I remember playing Nintendo Dogs. That was my shit. That was great. And Mario so many great games and that's my earliest memory that made me so happy like I was like I get it <laughs> I remember playing brain age a lot on my ds wait that is sparking a memory it sounds that's, familiar it's that floating head that would be like your brain age is 42 oh my God, check yes. that every day to increase your brain age <laughs> I don't know what the, oh I've seen it I don't think I ever got it because it looks so like oh my three. god that was so stressful you'd have to do like quick multiplication or like why quick why is that your childhood <laughs> well it's not like i controlled the games i buy at that hey, age cross queen <laughs> okay why well, cookie mama and my ds i love cooking mama i always want to try one of their recipes for, directly from the game but i know it'd be like from like There'll intuition no how much 
stuff you put in because they don't give you proper measurements. There was this one game that I got at like Walmart for like five dollars. It was such it was a lit game. It was like a storytelling game, but the story was so good. But I lost the cart cartridge. English check cartridge. Yeah. <laughs> and so um I don't know what the game is anymore, but I really want to play it again. It, the story, A plus plus. Okay, what was your worst childhood memory that you can reveal on a podcast? Why are you so close to the microphone? I, I just know. want us to get closer. Get closer by seventeen. Get closer. <laughs> Edit this out. Okay. Like. When is the childhood cut off? Like, what age? Puberty. <laughs> like, when did you stop um, having innocence? That's a terrible way to word it. What? <laughs> uh... <laughs> okay, I don't know if this counts, but I just remember for some reason once a year in elementary school, I would always throw up. Like, just one day a year. Huh? It's not the same day. It's just like once a year I would throw up and it would just happen. A national holiday. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember like <laughs> in grade two specifically, um, I was not feeling well. My teacher was like, go drink some water. And then we went to the gym. And then at the gym, I was like, like, miss, like, I'm going to throw up. And then miss. she was like, okay, go. <laughs> miss. And so I was running across the gym, but I didn't even make it out the gym. So I puked right in front of the gym door. No. <laughs> And this happened like once a year, so it stopped eventually though, thank God. If we're gonna go there, gross things, I think when Not I was gross a gross thing, just a bad memory. Okay, it was a bad memory because my babysitter, even though it's a family friend now, I was forced Not a to friend take, no more. <laughs> I was forced to take like pills to help me poop because I I could not poop apparently. <laughs> I had to take it before I went to school, so they made sure I had to go to the washroom when I was in, like, kindergarten, which is crazy, because oh I was, like, forced to take it, but, like... Not that tiny-ass toilet? I mean, now it's it's basically a laxative pill, though, now that I think about it. I don't know why I was so against taking a poop <laughs> when I was, like, five. <laughs> mm, a bad memory. So many. I lived a wild, wild life, ladies. Life out. is a movie. <laughs> Life is a movie, and y'all are living in mine. Get sure, out here. yeah. <laughs> um, a bad memory. Uh... There are none. Her life was amazing. <laughs> it really wasn't. Um, it has to be at least one. I do have them. I think I've just like you know, try to lock it in my brain <laughs> bad memory that's not I don't know why it's not coming to mind a bad memory would be yours is throwing up yours is not being with the shit <laughs> let's, let's go for something cleaner um, a bad childhood memory has to be 
Oh, I guess another bad memory. Like, it's not specifically wow, bad. Wow, it's about you. <laughs> it's always Continue. about me. Like, okay, for some reason, I just got nosebleeds so easily. Like, I would get it for literally same no same. reason. And it would happen, like, multiple times a month, too. Like, I don't know how I lost that much blood. And it would, like, just go on. I don't know. Uh, sometimes I would wake up with nosebleed, but that kind of didn't stop until university for some reason. I tell them to see a doctor. In Hong Kong, when I was like six years old, I woke up with chills and like I didn't know what it was. And like I, I was like cold, but then when I had blankets on, I was hot. But then when I was hot, I was cold. And so they rushed so me to the fever. hospital. It was like a movie. It was like a movie. Okay. Came to the hospital. They did a uh, blood test and IV. Uh, x-ray also speaking of x-ray they didn't put a lead jacket on me so dead ass i think my eggs are dead just from age six uh, <laughs> just a fear, recap her fear is coming yeah. back <laughs> episode one recap episode two recap is her <laughs> infertility fear no but like yeah irresponsible or maybe i just didn't have eggs when i was six anyways they were already kind of, cooking i don't know what they were i think it was a pneumonia but like I was too young to even remember what the diagnosis was. So I stayed in the hospital for like a week. And like, yo, Ivy is hard. They like, they like, it's like some gross shit. They stick it into your vein. Could you eat or no for the week? Or was it only through Ivy? Um, I had to eat. But then every time I finished eating, I had to like cough up phlegm for them to analyze. And then the x-ray, there was like a scar in my lung. It was like a deep scar. Yeah, I was hospitalized, uh, and I couldn't see my friends. I was very behind in school. Came back, and I think I was like everyone near the you? bottom. I was near the bottom with the class, ladies. <laughs> they do tears. The bottom. Do they yeah. do like regular like they how do regular? ratings every year? Like every after year. every school term, they tell oh you. God, it's, it's like the C dramas. <laughs> they tell you like, are you first in class? I don't think I was bad, but I was like near the middle. I was class president for a while, ladies. It was so cool getting nominated. Can we get a round of applause? Yeah. Get an orange tag when you're class president. Anyways, yeah, I was in the Whoa. hospital. Main character shit. I was in the hospital. <laughs> so, do I have anything else to say, ladies? Our childhood. How has all of this impacted you as a human being made me the woman i am today here we go what doesn't kill you makes you stronger (laughs) despite all our different health obstacles we're here today healthy i don't know about healthy drinking body ruining liquids Well, my liver has lasted this long, so I think that's a testament to how far uh, you can go while making a lot of mistakes on the way. Don't take her advice. Uh, Woman Podcast is not affiliated with Lisa's opinions on health. For further information, please search up your own information on (laughs) health.org. WebMD. (laughs) (laughs) YouTube.com. Anyways, that's it for this podcast episode, ladies. Another episode of rambling. Anything to add on before we finish this episode? Sparkling white wine is great. 10 out of 10. I want Ginger beer sucks. Would not recommend. Of course she says that after I buy ginger beer.
<laughs> Recommendation, ginger beer. <laughs> is a no-go. Anyways. In um, commemoration of our alcohol episode, I'd like to recommend Waterloo Grapefruit Beer. Please sponsor us because we go to Waterloo University and we drink Waterloo beer. Anyways, that's it, ladies. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another episode. I'm ready to crash. Good night. See y'all next week.